Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Today, we are going to get into the anatomy of the crown chakra. Diving deeper. The deep dive series. The deep dive into the crown chakra. So can you kind of go over what the crown chakra is and what it does, what it looks like? Okay, well, the crown chakra is the first chakra at the top of the body over the head. And a crown chakra looks like a watery crown around the top of the head from around above the eyes, encircling the head. But it actually envelops a little bit more than that because the energy of the crown chakra is sometimes above the head as much as uh, 12 to 15 inches above the head. Okay. Like a halo. And kind of round like a halo. And, And kind of round like a halo. And because your crown chakra is, it includes both your mind and your brain, there's the mind, your active mind has more of a field, like a thought field. Mm -hmm. And then there's the physical part of your body, which is your brain, and your crown chakra affects that too. So the physical, in the physical, on the right side of your brain and the right side of your crown chakra, which is considered to be the male side, is the analytical side. That's where your your thinking mind is, your logical mind, your some people say their busy mind, where all that kind of thought is. And that's when I look at a a chart that's what I'm looking at, someone's intellect. It will tell me how intelligent they are, how well they process thinking, what kind of blocks they might have, what kind of negative input they've had about people demeaning them or demeaning their intelligence. Or How do you see that? Like, what does that visually look like? Well, if someone's very smart, they'll be... Uh, brilliant yellow usually shining white and maybe uh sometimes spikes of gold and silver all okay. the way to the top okay and you know that, that i'm i know i'm looking at a very brilliant person with very little in- inhibition okay and uh, sometimes they'll have a bright bright red which is sort of like um somebody with a lot of aggressive ego and uh a lot of survival skills and you know and they'll 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 have that there too and so I'll know this is a really go-getter okay that'll be there if the person has been demeaned a lot there might be like a real dark area right towards the top like somebody has tried to tell them they're not smart uh-huh. and that the, the energy goes down and then there's a dark blue area and I can see oh, oh okay somebody I can f- they'll look at that energy and I'll feel it and I'll have a sense of that. And usually it feels like well, someone was demeaning them or trying to put them down or convince them that they weren't very smart or they weren't very valuable mm-hmm. as human being. And that affects them. So I'll see that in that way, in a color, and follow it up with a feeling. Mm-hmm. 
on the opposite side, on the feminine side, is the intuition. It's your creative and your spontaneous and your emotional part of your brain. Mm-hmm. And that's your, your artistic, your intuition, um, your creativity, your spontaneity. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where a lot of people's, you know, ideas come from. Yeah, I think I'm really interested in in the idea of in, intuition. I guess not so much the idea of it, or but how it works. And well, intuition is a feeling that you follow through on. It's partly a third eye quality, and it's partly uh, I'm very much so. Um, a crown chakra quality, but it's also sometimes a heart quality. Uh huh. So sometimes it's kind of the, it's like a magical three. Okay. <laughs> if it's in all three places, you go, this person's going to have a very right on intuition. Okay. But I tell people to trust their intuition if it shows up anywhere, because I think your intuition is your best guide yeah, and I think a lot of people don't put enough power into believing in their intuition and then regretting it later. And and I have people almost every day that they have beautiful charts and they'll even say, I get so caught up in my busy mind and I don't trust my intuition and then it doesn't usually work out. Right. <laughs> yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> yeah, It is better mm-hmm. to trust your intuition, give it a chance. I mean, that's there for you. It's sort of like your uh, inspirational God power. It's your connection to that inspired part of you yeah. that does know. Right? Because what is your intuition coming from that it's picking up on? It's picking up all the thoughts that you are projecting out and what you have created with your thoughts. Yeah. And what can be drawn back to you because of what you have created with your thoughts. Okay. So in a way, it can tune to your prospects for the future. Uh-huh. You know, this is my best intuition. Uh-huh. I'm going to do this and I know this is going to work. Or, no, I don't think this is going to work. Uh-huh. Part of it is a little bit of clairvoyance. Uh huh. And part of it has to do with you're putting out certain thought forms, and those thought forms collectively make a picture, and the creative part of your mind can subconsciously read that picture and say, well, that picture looks good, or that picture looks not so good. Yeah, or I'm not, not that sure about that one. I'm not sure that one's going to put all the pieces and may not be there. Mm-hmm. So I might have to work on that a bit or think about that a bit. Mm-hmm. So you have those options and your intuition helps you to divine that. Okay. Right at the top of the crown chakra, I often see two, three, or four colors that kind of are the culmination of the top of the crown. And this is sort of the the essence of your spiritual head, who you are. Those colors might be like gold, purple, silver. So your divine spirituality, your wisdom, your paranormal vision, your feminine love energy, Mm -hmm. things of that nature. And that, of course, it varies, but 
oftentimes a very spiritual person, that's where I'll see gold in the crown chakra. Mm -hmm. So that isn't so much their creative or their intellectual, but maybe a combination of all of that mixed with their spirituality. Mm -hmm. And that sits right at the top of the crown chakra. And kind of shoots upward a little bit above the crown chakra. Kind of like a halo in a way. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a, a sense of the power of this spiritual individual. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody that has n little or no interest in spirituality or spirit or prayer or meditation or anything well, might not have any colors there. It mm -hmm. might just have the colors on either side or maybe just one color. Okay. People that are very spiritual will often have gold, purple, rose gold, silver, quite a few colors, usually a lot of gold and silver, and sometimes rose gold, which is all different aspects of love and divine spirituality. Okay. So they're all there together. It's like all the attributes of that. And that tells me that this is a very powerful individual, very loving individual, and probably an individual that's been around for quite some time. Yeah, what does a developed crown chakra look like? Well, like that. It's something something that there is a fair amount of power, a lot of color, you know. Um it's complex. Uh it it'll it's complex. It might have several power objects in it. It might have jewels in the crown chakra. What does a jewel do? Well, or a power object. What are those? One of the things that I see, it's not totally uncommon, but I see in more sophisticated and developed people are jewels or gemstones in the crown chakra. Even one gemstone in the crown chakra would indicate this would be a soul, a person that had many lifetimes as a spiritual being because you do not get these in one lifetime. It takes quite a while. And sometimes I will see a whole string of pearls or crystals and several major gemstones scattered across a person's crown chakra. Sometimes in a design that looks very much like a crown. And the gemstones, the most common are uh, ruby, uh, quartz crystal is very common pearls are more common than I would have thought, but I see pearls quite often. I see a lot of imperial topaz, aquamarine, and then a variety of other things, star sapphires, sapphire, and emeralds. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally something very unusual, but those are the most common ones. I really believe that in the distant past, you know, in the 12, 1300s, 1400s, maybe even before that, people could see crown chakras when they looked at a person more easily than we see it from our spiritual eyes today. And they saw this in someone's crown chakra. And the people that wanted power got the idea, well, I'll just build one mm -hmm. out of gold and silver and jewels. I'll make mine even better looking and then they'll know I'm powerful. I really do believe that's why people wear crowns because in some level they're trying to imitate what 
truly spiritual and powerful people already have. Yeah, what does it mean to have, like, jewels in your crown chakra? Well, I think it's partly an achievement, and it's also partly a power object. I think that if you have, like, a star sapphire, or you have pearls, or you have quartz, these things have a certain innate power as gemstones. And I think that that, when you're meditating or doing a healing or focusing on something, that that kind of expands and it expands the energy of your crown chakra. You know, for example, quartz is a known amplifier and receiver of information. Mm-hmm. So if you were say, lucid dreaming, and you had a huge quartz star in your crown chakra, and I've seen many five-pointed quartz stars in crown chakras, then it's much easier for you to receive that information and to interpret that information. I know there are books that talk about what, you know, a star sapphire means, but I'm not sure in terms of the angelic realm. If it's the same If it's the same, you know. That is very difficult to know for sure. But I'm pretty sure that these things are pretty important. Mm -hmm. And I've had dreams and visions of doing things on the astral, guided by the angels with gemstones. And since I've had that, I realize gemstones are a lot more important to our spirituality than I previously thought, even though I've been somewhat of a rock hound all of my life. Yeah. So when I look at that, I take it very seriously, and I realize this is an advanced person that has acquired these just, these gemstones, and the ones they requ- they acquired, they acquired for a very specific and important reason. Hmm. And of course, it makes their crown chakra very beautiful. Yeah, so it's kind of like a spiritual diploma. Very much so, like more like a doctorate. Not that easy. Okay. <laughs> Not that easy to get. You know. You have to go four lifetimes to get one or more. <laughs> Probably a long time. Sometimes I've seen when they first got them, and or when they first picked it up, and it's like Egyptian times or something way back. You know. So I think that it takes a long time to acquire them, and I I would assume that the angels give them to you, uh-huh. like many gifts that angels bestow on spiritual beings when they find the time is right you know okay you're you're you have become powerful to this degree now i'm going to give you something that's going to enhance it here's a star sapphire here's a string of pearls yeah just like you have four in your crown chakra angela yeah yeah well now i'm a jeweler so maybe i should be making people with fancy crown chakras physical crowns those representations that's not gonna quite do it (laughs) (laughs) it might help their ego expand but i'm not sure it's gonna help their (laughs) crown chakra expand (laughs) although there there is some good energy in a lot of stones so another thing that's very common in crown chakras are other types of power objects and one power object that i see fairly common among very developed spiritual people are pyramids. There are all types of pyramids across the earth, not just the Egyptian pyramids. There are pyramids on every continent, Inca pyramids, Guatemala, Chinese, they're all over. I have a pyramid in my crown chakra. And when I noticed that once I realized it was there and I saw it, 
I started to do in a meditation where I would sort of walk up the pyramid in my meditation and try to get to the very top of the pyramid. And what I begin to realize is that these pyramids are encoded with a lot of ancient knowledge. Hmm. And sometimes I get in a meditation, I wouldn't be able to get very far. And sometimes I think I almost reached the top. (laughs) (laughs) And only a couple times that I'd really just get and be able to sit right at the pinnacle of the pyramid and like have the whole thing kind of raining down on me. But the more I have thought about that and meditate on that, I'm very convinced that people that do have pyramids, they do have a link to some very ancient encoded messages or ancient encoded knowledge and knowing Mm. that is available to them unlocking it might be a little bit tricky but Mm -hmm. it's definitely there and that may be true of all power objects is that there's some sort of coded message in them coded learning learning messages yeah training you know there's definitely they're they're more complex than just a picture of a pyramid. Yeah. I've also see um spheres, you know, like a round crystal sphere or a round golden sphere uh-huh. sometimes in the crown chakra. And again, I think there's something about that spherical shape, that perfectly round ball in all directions and what that means, um, you know, mathematically of course that's very complex, but also what all is encoded if you have a golden sphere in your crown chakra it's that's pretty rare more rare than pyramids but i've definitely seen them yeah how do you know it's a power object that holds uh like knowledge or information or well you have to you would have to meditate on them to know for sure but i do get a feeling from them when i'm looking at them and i don't believe that they're very many things in the crown chakra that are just in or in innate or inert jewelry. Uh-huh, just an ornament. No. I sometimes you'll have something on your soul body that is because, you know, you really really loved it, so you brought it along, like a bracelet or a tattoo or something like that. Mhm. But mostly I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe most of the things in the crown chakra to be more like power objects. They're almost always uh, precious metals or gemstones in making. They're not, you know, wood or, you know, cardboard or something like that, or just a picture. Mm-hmm. So it seems like there's a lot of intention and a lot of power behind them. And I believe that from my experience meditating on them, you definitely tap a, a power source when you do. Mm-hmm. A common one is the stars, and I've seen many five-pointed, faceted crystal stars mm-hmm. in the crown chakra. Now, some people think a five-pointed star has to do with witches and pentagrams, but that's a more modern interpretation. But if you go back to the 1400s and before, a lot of five-pointed stars were had to do with um, the early Christian religion and the early Islam religion and things of that nature too. So they're not all just. It's not just about a pentagram, and I think that there might even be some 
meaning behind a five-pointed star that we don't even know for sure. But I do see quite a bit of five-pointed stars, particularly crystal ones, mm -hmm. which again are receivers and amplifiers of information. If somebody has had many legacies in a certain religion, occasionally I will see a certain kind of cross, and there are lots of different types of crosses, and I've seen quite a variety of different crosses, golden crosses in somebody's crown chakra. And I've also seen uh, sometimes the typical star and moon mm -hmm. of Islam in somebody's <clears throat> crown chakra. So I've seen both of those. And I think that that relates to both them as power objects and religious objects, but also to the person's uh, history of their religious study or their spiritual study. And sometimes in this lifetime, they have no really sense of that at all. Mm -hmm. They may not be Christian. They may not have ever even heard of Islam or anything like that. But there's, nonetheless, there's the star and the moon is still in their crown chakra. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you told me that I have a Merkaba. And I know, actually, a few of my friends that you've done readings for like seem to also have <laughs> Merkaba. So that seems to me like kind of a common one that's in there. It's common amongst very powerful people. Uh -huh. um, you know, people with very, very powerful chakras are probably maybe the top 10%. About 10%, maybe 3% of those have Merkabas. Okay. So it's that common. Uh-huh. That's not super common. Uh, a Merkaba, if you're looking at it on a piece of paper, it's the, it's the six-pointed star, the Star of David. But it's actually not that. It is a three-dimensional star, which is two three-sided pyramids. One going one direction and the other coming the opposite way. So one's inverted into the other one, making a star. And a Merkaba is a vehicle of transport. And it's definitely a power object. You can go into meditation and you can feel it spin. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. And it will get spinning quite rapidly. So much so that you'll... I know I wanted to reach out and grab my chair. I felt mm. like I was going to be spun so fast I was going to be thrown off my chair. And the Merkaba helps you to make a transition from one plane into another plane. But it also can rapidly accelerate your change from this plane into the highest state of meditation, the uh, breathless state. Now, I talked to one person recently that had a Merkaba, and I said, you know, I typically say, are you aware of your Merkaba at all? Have you ever heard it spin, felt it spin? And this uh, young man said, oh, yeah, well, that was a long time ago. Now I just, I just go in and <laughs> <laughs> and away we go. <laughs> and it sounded like he was not only familiar with it, but... Was know, using it. He was using it, and he could change dimensions or whatever with lightning speed with no difficulty whatsoever, and was totally aware of it. Yeah, I know when you told me about that, I was like, I have a new life goal now. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean... The, the fable is, I don't know if it's the truth or not, it probably is the truth, but that the ancient masters used their Merkaba 
it expanded it around them, and then they could move their entire physical body. Yeah, definitely new life goal. <laughs> Wherever they wanted to go. I'm going to Paris for lunch. I'll be right back. <laughs> I think my fear is figuring out how to get that work and then being stuck in Paris and not getting the return trip. <laughs> Could be tricky. But, uh, I I can't. I can honestly say I've had not anything near that. But, yeah. But I have had incredible experiences with it, and it's one of those great mysteries for me that I think, well, this incredible gift is given to me, or I've earned it, I suppose, and it's quite awesome to have. Yeah. So how would um, someone know if they have one of these power objects? Well, if you're really deeply meditating, um, you might become more aware of that. You might become you know, begin to realize that there is something there. And you can ask your angels, I need to know more about that. I want to know how this works and what to do with it. Uh-huh. You know, a, a lot of people ask me, how do I get information? And it's so redundant, I guess, but I keep saying meditate. We'll say it in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of the most incredible gifts I have been given... 90% of them were in a meditation when I was conscious, not sleeping. Mm-hmm. And an angel just popped in and said, here you go. Right. Or uh, suddenly the meditation turned almost like a lucid dream. And suddenly I was in an incredible experience. And, you know, I had an understanding of something that I was struggling to understand. So when you're focusing on your crown chakra and you're focusing on your Merkaba, that is going to do what you need to do to awaken that. I discovered, I thought I had a Merkaba, but I wasn't 100% sure. So what I did is I sat in a chair at three o'clock in the morning and I started to construct it in gold light in my mind. Mm-hmm. I started to visualize first one plane and then the next plane and then see myself teeny tiny sitting inside this Merkaba, the top pyramid. Then I'd see the other pyramid below me and I'd start to see each of the planes of the pyramid in kind of gold glass. And when I started to do that, most of the time I would get it about half constructed in my mind when it would start to spin. Mm. So it seemed so like that's kind of a sign that you've like activated it a little bit. Is that I the started spinning? to activate it, and it really you feel this very strong spinning around you. The, the The only thing I can really kind of compare it to, and I have I'm not a big drinker, but once or twice I got drunk and I started to feel like I'm whirling around, and it seemed kind of like that. Mm. Only much faster. Mm-hmm. And. So I think that the more you're focused on it, then the more you're likely to get it to activate. But I think that once you've got it activated and once you've kind of spun it up, then you don't go through that every time. Just like this young man was saying, he just kind of knows there and boom, let's go, you know, let's go into the astral. Let's get some information. Let's go into the Akashic records and away he goes. Mm-hmm. So it's... I guess it's sort of like if you're pulling on the cord on a motor of a lawnmower or something, and once you got it going, it stays on. Mm-hmm. 
and then you're there. And so then you can just use it. It's it's active and you can use it whenever you need it. And I sort of feel the same way with mine. I feel like it's just there. I can sit down in meditation. Over time, what I've, I've noticed with the different gifts that I have in my crown chakra and what the angels have given me, the timeline it takes me to change states has greatly accelerated. Thank you. If I want to sit down in meditation and get into a deep state in meditation, I can do that in about faster two, than two you minutes. used to be. It used to take me hours, sometimes three hours. Now it's like two minutes. Just because of how frequently you use them. Probably that and, you know, years of practice. But but I'm sure that the power objects that you have in your crown chakra make that easier. It's something like, it's like if you had a... Like firing up an engine, you've got to get it warmer first, and get then it, it warmer, starts, and then it goes. Know. Or a computer program, you've got the newest version; it's gonna go a lot faster than the old version. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you just click it on, and away you go. Yeah. So it's not as difficult. Yeah, could someone in this lifetime, if they are wanting to be more spiritual, is that something they could start to visualize to try to develop in this lifetime? It's worth a try because you may have one or you may be on the cusp of having one. You know, you might just be, I don't know, 10, 10 meditations away yeah. <laughs> from having yeah. this gift. It's hard to know. You know, there were many things that I struggled for, like my when I was struggling to do readings and I wasn't getting the clearest picture I wanted. And then in a meditation, the, the angels handed me these colored volumes. And after that, everything took off so you don't know that you're there or how close you are there yeah but if you keep trying like I was why when I was struggling with making my Merkaba in my mind it was just an experiment for me because I had this deep desire to know I'm always curious about all of these things all of this mysticism that is part of us and integral to our life and if you're if you have that going on and you sit there and like I was doing I'm gonna okay what am I gonna do tonight I'm gonna spend time trying to make my Merkaba work mm-hmm. or or visualize it and see myself sitting in it and see what happens and I had never heard of that before I hadn't read anything on it I didn't have any basis of information other than I I knew some people were getting these little Merkaba stars to hang by their ceiling and were talking about Merkabas were had a lot of power. And I thought, I'm well, if that's true, I'm going to find out. I wanted to find out if that was true. So I started to do this meditation and work on that and visualize that. And I started it, and I'd say it probably took me about two and a half months of nightly meditation before the thing started to spin up. And then when it first started spinning, of course, every time it started spinning, I'd get really excited. And then that would drop me out of my meditation. I'm like, okay, so don't (laughs) don't get overly excited while you're trying to focus on, oh, it's working. (laughs) Yes. That was like when I first was going out of body too. I'm there. I'm in the astro. I'm out of body. Oh crap. I'm back in my room awake again. <laughs> it was sort of the same thing. It's spinning. It's spinning. Oh, now it's not spinning. I'm right back in my chair where I started. Okay. Tomorrow night's another night. 
so it's hard to relax and stay in a relaxed, open state when you have a goal and you're kind of, you know, excited to know what's going on. But finally, I got to the point where I could just let the thing spin and not get my crazy little mind going so fast. And it was really quite incredible. And I do feel like since then, it's sort of like that certain level of power has always been with me since then. Mm. And never changed. So you're kind of tuned up now to a certain level and you stay tuned up to that level. Okay. And every time you tune to one of your power objects or one of the, the gemstones you have or what any object that you have in your crown chakra, you tune to it. Then once you're tuned to it, and it does activate to the degree it can, then you stay at that level. So it's like going up a stair step, like stepping up the pyramid. Yeah. So if someone's aware they have one of these power objects, what does that meditation look like? Like what are we visualizing or thinking of to get these things to activate? Well, let's say you had a star sapphire, and you know, a blue star sapphire. You could just... Get into a deep meditation, spend 15 or 20 minutes, or maybe it need, you need longer, depending on you. And then visualize a star sapphire and visualize all the light and power that an angel has sent to it, uh, you know, or the divine has sent to that star sapphire and everything that you're supposed to know from that sapphire infusing out from it and it being sort of given to you mm-hmm. like a... Like a lovely rain. Mm-hmm. I've, several times I've experienced when angels are, you know, are giving you something. It comes down like a, a a rain of light, like literally, like you're just being showered. With... You're being showered with a rain of light. You know, just a lovely rain of light. Only it's all like, it's like if you took tin foil and cut it into a thousand little pieces and sprinkled it over somebody. You know, so somebody's. Sending us a, a spray of confetti. Yeah, very sparkly, very sparkly confetti down there. Sparkly confetti, yeah. like that. Okay. So you could think of that. You know, okay, I have this, I have this beautiful star sapphire. It's blue. the The eye in the sapphire gets brighter and brighter. It infuses out light. That light comes down on me, like the sparkly confetti, and whatever messages in it. I ask my angels to allow me to receive whatever message or learning I'm going to learn from it, whatever energy or ability it might contain. I'm going to allow that to come to me and infuse and integrate with my crown chakra, something of that nature. Okay. And, you know, maybe set a goal if you're going to do that and say, I'm going to do that for a month. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people, they want something, but... You know, they're they're th- not very committed to the idea of it. Or they're thinking the aspirin effect. One time, boom, everything changes. And it it's not like that. It takes a little bit of uh, endeavor. Mm-hmm. and But usually that endeavor can pay off really big dividends. It's, it's really worth it. So if you decide you're going to do that, you might activate something in my crown chakra, then stick with that one for... A month. I'd say a month is a good time. Uh-huh. And even if, you know, you're not going to lose anything. Like I say you do that for a month and, and nothing that profound happened. 
but you still made progress. So if you go back and a month later decide to do another month, uh-huh. again, you might just be two days meditation from from getting ta-da! there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you don't know. You heard her first. Two meditations away from world transportation. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you just don't know. There's so much... You know, it really is kind of magical, a lot of things that the angels and these different things are. I don't particularly like the word magic, but it does have that kind of a feel sometimes. It's just like magical and miraculous. Maybe the miraculous is a better word. Yeah. But these are there for you, especially mm-hmm. if they are already in your crown chakra. And again, you wouldn't be... You're probably not listening to the conversation or thinking about them if they're not available to you to some degree. If you're just the kind of person that just wants to drink beer until you're unconscious every day, you're not going to be listening to this podcast and be thinking about your gifts of your crown chakra. So probably if this is something that suddenly is catching you, your attention and you're in your mind, you're saying, well, okay, I think maybe it's worthwhile for me to go into my crown chakra and figure out what's there. Mm-hmm. Probably there is something there. Yeah. Something's probably calling to you. Your angels are trying to get your attention and say, okay, you know, check it out. There's mm-hmm. something going on here. Yeah. I mean, I think when you hear about jewels and crowns and power objects, I think it's like a very alluring thing that a lot of people would want or want to know that they have. Normally, when I tell somebody, they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> well, and maybe that's because they don't understand what it is exactly. They don't understand, and they don't understand how rare it is. And a lot of times when I do a reading in someone's crown chakra, and I say, you have an exceptional crown chakra, and they go, oh, that's nice of you to say that. I think they think that I just say that because I want, I don't know, them to think their reading's great. Unfortunately, for the people that I don't say that to, you know, it's a little different. <laughs> but I don't, I don't just say that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't try to just make people feel good by puffing them up. Because I believe in telling the truth and people need to know where they're at, not some fantasy. Yeah. Well, and I think that's probably why a lot of people appreciate your readings is because it just hits so close to home for them maybe a little rather than sometimes. yeah well rather than having someone kind of tell you a a fortune cookie you know response of like okay well that was nice but that doesn't really relate to me or that could relate to anybody no but that's not true some people have said well do you have to be born with this thing and again i don't know i do believe that people that have jewels in the crown, people that have Merkabas, people that have many gemstones, they definitely were born with it. And they probably were born with it for 25 lifetimes. Mm -hmm. But again, the moment that they are given that could be at any time. You, like I said, you could be at that 25th lifetime right now, even if it's not there. And if you're thinking about that, I mean, you could be one meditation away. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not to think, oh, I don't have one, so there's no point. That's not true. There is that moment 
where you go from, like I did, from readings in black and white to readings in full color. Mm-hmm. And I was never expecting that to happen. Yeah, because even if you don't have a lot of these things developed in your crown chakra, you can still meditate and ask your angels for gifts and yes, and get you know receive other things. And Just, you don't know what they have for you. That you don't know what they have for you, but you do have angels, and they do have the abilities. And the more you ask them for to enhance what you have in your crown chakra, the more likely they are to do it. Mm-hmm. They can't do it if you don't ask. Right. So if, you know, you say, I, if I have anything available, I want Wanna to receive know more it. Or, yeah. I want to receive it. I'm willing to receive it. I want to know more. I'm really interested. Show me this information. On all. There's so many things out there. I think I talk about, I've talked about another podcast one time. An angel showed me a color that didn't exist here. Yeah. And that just shows that there's so much out there. That was beyond what you can imagine. Yeah. Someone we were just talking to today said, well, he wasn't sure if these things he was receiving from the angels and were imagined or not. But the one thing about receiving these things from an angel is that you can't possibly imagine them. I couldn't possibly imagine sitting down in my meditation and suddenly receiving 14 fluorescent books of color and know that three days later I would be able to see everybody's chakra colors for the rest of my life. Right. Because you just didn't know what it was in the moment. I didn't really have much awareness of chakras at that time. I was doing these readings on people for their health, but I didn't think of them at all in that context or in that way because I didn't see anything in color it was pretty much just black black bobs black x's or dusty places uh-huh. but that's how I did the readings and it was still pretty accurate and I would get feelings and those were pretty accurate but the color was really a lot more interesting yeah <laughs> <laughs> for me and for everybody else it's hard when you're doing a reading, you're saying, well, you're black here, but it's really black here. Then really, really black here. Yeah, 50 shades of gray. <laughs> 50 shades of gray, exactly. <laughs> it was hard to to put the whole thing into perspective for some people. Yeah. <laughs> but even then, I was getting more phone calls than I could believe. So you know, there was yeah, some I th- accuracy. I mean, I think it's super interesting that when you talk about colors and the the meaning of the colors in in crown chakras or in the chakra readings and then i know scientifically like they have studies of if you paint a wall a certain color you know in like a mcdonald's you know they do it red and yellow because it makes you more hungry and want to spend more and some of those subliminal messages of like meaning to color which is things that i think we have done studies on but it's fun to hear you say it in kind of in a different context of like putting more power and more more meaning to these things well here's an interesting thing i've been thinking about this a lot i don't think i have said this before but i actually think when you walk into somebody's house 
a lot of times you're looking at the colors of their crown chakra. You walk in and you're like yellow everywhere. And that's like, wow, this person is so much into his intellectual mind. Huh. Um, you know, or wow, there's purple. Uh, this person is really into their spiritual and their psychic sight. Huh. And I think that uh, I walk in there and I go, uh-huh, you know, or you walk in and it's just really gray and, you know, they got a dark red wall and you go, whoa, <laughs> they're angry. <laughs> I mean, I walked into many houses and they said, I bought this house, but I quickly repainted. Look at the sunny yellow walls everywhere. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you notice that a lot when you used to do in-home readings that you would kind of see a direct correlation to that? I wasn't thinking of that so much, but lately, you know, in the last 20 years, it's been a lot more popular to paint what you feel and go get those paints and you know every color is okay and so you get people are painting whatever they want and that's just brought out these really colorful walls and and I go into someone's house and I'm like yep this is looking like somebody's crown chakra you know who who picked all these colors and it's kind of interesting <laughs> so you have the green and of the heart maybe or the green love in your crown chakra so a lot of people have green in their crown chakra and the the lavender walls and the sometimes even the metallic walls sometimes they'll have a silver wall or a lot of silver trim and everything everywhere and it just looks like they're expressing their spirituality through paint and color splashed across their whole room yeah which isn't a bad thing no i mean i feel like you can learn a lot from walking into someone's house and how it's decorated you learn a lot about that person in general probably especially if you're thinking of it in terms of the crown chakra and what might be there yeah so the other thing that the last thing that I probably would say about that is the crown chakra. People tend to think sometimes that to be spiritual, you need to ignore your intellectual side and you need to be focused 100% on your intuition and getting messages or painting what you feel or something of that nature. And all of that is good. But you don't want to go so deep and so far into that that you stop doing any intellectual learning or any intellectual activity. At the same time, some people think that all of that is bad and they need to stay in their intellect and wait till all spirituality is proven before they can trust their intuition or they can, you know, delve into anything that's not quite so provable. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, it's better to balance both. It's better to have some of your activities, even if you hate the idea, involving both parts of your mind and both parts of your spiritual mind, because the people that do that actually come to enlightenment quicker and their their whole spiritual body is much more solid and they're when they are given gifts it's going to make a lot more sense 
if you think about like the Buddhists, they're, you know, they're in a compound and they're chanting and things like that, but they still study things like mathematics and, and they still spend time doing the sand, those intricate mandala sand paintings, doing the art, even though it's just for their, it's just for the balance of their mind and their, you know, their artistic pleasure. It isn't something they're going to take out into life or they're not trying to earn degrees per se. But they but just to use both parts of your brain. But they do use all parts of their brain. They try to develop all parts of their brain and their mind and therefore also all parts of their spirit and their crown chakra mm-hmm. on their road to enlightenment. So, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm going to stop reading books because now I'm a spiritual person. And, I, and I've seen people that have done that and that's not really a very good idea. And... Or the opposite. I'm going to wait till all of this is proved because otherwise it's not worth anything. That's also not a very good idea because your intuition can save your life. And it's part of you. It's part of who you are. If you throw out half of half of your brain and half of your mind, you're not in good shape. Yeah. So, you know, relax a little bit and be sensible about it and work with your angels, do your meditation, and you're going to find out that your crown chakra, which is who you are, is a lot more than you ever imagined. And it's probably the biggest gift that you could have ever imagined. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know I'm probably going to have to hear start a meditation practice like several more times before I'm... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you are the most resistant one <laughs> I'm gonna get there one day <laughs> I'm gonna call me and say it's spinning it's spinning my Merkaba is spinning at last <laughs> alright <laughs> good talk good talk yes, thank see you, you next time <laughs> see you next time <laughs>